0: Ottawa's had two different teams in the times since Winnipeg's won a Grey Cup. Or is it three? Were the Rough Riders still
1: around in 1990? Yeah, yeah. They went away in the mid-90s. So uh. so, so,
0: the uh, Ottawa's had three different franchises in the time it's taken Winnipeg to win a Grey Cup. And Whoa. one of those has won a Grey Cup.
1: Oh, man. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the Two and Out CFL Podcast. Every
0: week, John John Fraser. To me, if this isn't rock bottom for the Bombers, I don't know what is.
1: And Travis Kura. Who would win between the world's fastest cow? The CFL Rabbit. Or Brandon Banks will deliver news and fantasy analysis from the Canadian Football League and nonsense. Bad pizza's better than good salad, right? It's true. <laughs> it, it, it really
0: is. Just like bad wings are, are better than most anything in the world.
1: Can't forget the nonsense. Ready, set, <laughs> and it is episode sixty-three of the Two and Out CFL podcast. Yes, I made it through another Grey Cup. At one point, I wasn't sure if I was going to make it, man. No,
0: it, it sounded like things got a little sketchy in Toronto, but I was telling you before we hit the recording that this might be one of my favorite episodes to do every year, where I get to live vicariously through you because I had no money, and I couldn't go to the Grey Cup, so I get to hear all about it through you.
1: I now have no money, uh, so we, we do a shout out uh, one final time to Trent Block Hansen from the band Artificial Lift. Uh, they do the music up for us. Uh, for the beginning and end of the show. Uh, Check them out live. They sing a song about uh, the crooked bush north of saskatoon you know oh, that wow place? yeah so these- no
0: I, actually i don't like I, i've i've only been in saskatoon for six years but no i don't know about why don't you regale me with the tale of the crooked bush <laughs>
1: okay let, let me uh, do some
0: googling no, uh, no 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 i want you to tell me the tale based on uh, exclusively on the
1: song and no google oh man well the song is pretty sweet but all i know is that north of uh, saskatoon it's like a nature preserve it's called the crooked bush and the 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 bush is crooked. That's all I know. That's fantastic. All I, that's <laughs> all we need
0: to know. We've all learned something today. Everybody, take a drink.
1: Like in Alberta, everybody goes to the Rocky Mountains. In Saskatchewan, we go to the Crooked Bush <laughs>
0: and 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 the one hill outside of North Battleford to go skiing. Well, Cypress Hills too. Oh, that's I forgot about that. But isn't there like snakes down there in the summer? There is. <laughs> Like actual rattlesnakes, like yes, like not yes. just like garter snakes. You see them and you kind of go, whoa, like actual, like <laughs> they will bite you and kill you in the face snakes.
1: Hey, Is that bacon? No, that is <laughs> that is not bacon. That's a rattler. Oh, geez. I'm dead. <laughs> All right. So before we get into my Grey Cup Festival experience, I guess we got to talk to uh, the one and only the Brazilian tie.
0: You have never sounded... Less enthused to talk to Brazilian Ty. <laughs> did you guys Did you guys have a lover's quarrel or something that no, I don't know about? I
1: actually uh, have to thank Brazilian Ty. When we get him on the phone, I'll say it.
0: All right, let's get him in. So we are joined by the one and only Brazilian Ty. And Ty, before we brought you on, Travis sounded really sad that we were bringing you on, but then said he had to thank you for something. So I think there's a story here that both of you need to tell right now. Trav?
1: So... <laughs> so- I, I think people that follow the podcast on Twitter know that I got, uh, ha, I'm trying not to angry elk. They screwed out of tickets to the Grey Cup. Oh, we will discuss that at nauseam <laughs> in a few moments. But, yes,
0: long story short, you were a dumbass and Don't you Don't drink scammed. in
2: Kijiji. Don't drink in Kijiji. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> don't drink and do a lot of stuff. That's how I live my life. Yeah, that, aren't yeah, you, right. Aren't you?
0: Aren't Aren't you drinking and waxing right now? You do the exact opposite.
1: Uh,
2: you of drink. what I do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, Ty calls me up. I'm at the Spirit of Edmonton,
2: and I'm at BPS at the bar. And he offers
1: yeah. to bail me out, and if I needed some cash to buy some Grey Cup tickets, he would do so. So. Uh, Last week we ended the show, I ended the show by telling Brazilian Ty that I love him. Well, thanks, buddy. Thanks for uh, making an inebriated guy feel pretty good on Saturday night.
2: (laughs) Not a problem, buddy. Anytime.
0: All right. We're getting way too soft in here. (laughs) Ty, who are you
2: waxing? Can I I do two people?
0: Absolutely, you can. This This is your five minutes of fame. Actually, right now it's down to like three and a half minutes. But go ahead.
2: Real quick, I'm going to start with Dave Dickinson. You have a 250-pound running back on the two-yard line. You run the ball.
0: Well, especially when he's like 12 feet tall and you just like lean <laughs> forward
1: and get it.
2: You don't put in your backup quarterback. Anyway, that's whatever. It here's, is my, over
1: here's my thought. They didn't bother running the ball in overtime at all. And uh, no. uh, the, the Red Blacks treated overtime like it was the first quarter. They, they ran the ball. And, they, they mixed it up. but Calgary went for it all in one shot. And that kind of screwed them. You,
2: you can get three first downs before you need a touchdown. Yep. And over you start at 35. It, and it, the it, second person I'm going after is Jeffrey uh,
0: Well, this is not a surprise. Um. <laughs> no,
2: it's it, 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 the fact that he blatantly, well, I can't say blatantly denied the link, but everybody knows it's there, and the NFL doctors and everything have come to the conclusion that, yeah, continuous head trauma does lead to this, and Thing that, well, football doesn't lead to head trauma is an absolute joke in my eyes. And then Brian Williams grilled him on the pregame, and he pussy put it around like he always does and never actually answered a <laughs> question. And it's just infuriating, and I think he's one of the worst commissioners in all of pro sports.
0: Whoa, that is a major shade thrown. Did you see his, uh, he was on Tim and Sid on Sportsnet today and actually answered some questions directly from Sid Sixero, So um, that that was promising. Um but no, you're right. I mean, that being said, just to play devil's advocate here a bit, um, if he admits that there's a link, you know that's going straight to the lawsuit in court, right? I mean...
2: Well, that I, I understand why he couldn't admit it, and I get that. But just, there's a better way to handle the situation to say, I can't comment on that right now because of the ongoing lawsuit. Done I mean, deal. Then you're exactly. not denying it. You're not saying it's, it's an actual link. And you know what? just you move on because now they know you can't ask those questions that you're not gonna to be able to answer them and so he just push flips the way around and just sounds like he's denying it. and it, yeah. it just makes it sound like it's, like our league is a joke again well, they-
0: and, and, and that's the funny thing was what I thought was a really positive state of the league by the commissioner. And Trav and I will talk about this a, a little bit later. But I thought it was really positive. I thought he did a much better job than last year and, and talked about a lot of really good things. But that was where all the media attention was going. And, and that was the thing that I found fascinating was when he answered the question, I believe it was Bruce Arthur first. He said to Bruce, he's like, I can't comment on the lawsuit, but I don't think there's a link. Right. It just you could have just left it at don't. I can't comment because there's a lawsuit.
2: He's probably also one of those guys who doesn't think climate changes, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, I
1: got a question for you. Uh, how okay. much
2: How much was your
1: bill at the, the bar by the time the end of the game uh, on Sunday?
2: On Grey Cup Sunday? Yeah. Uh, six beers and some salmon. So it was only like 70 bucks. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. <laughs> a different story.
0: I, I'm impressed you ate salmon. <laughs>
2: I, like it was a Sunday. Wait, wait,
0: wait, oh, oh, all right. There you go. Being a good Catholic boy. I'm
2: Travis, the night I called you, Yeah, yeah. I was working on a 40 of Gibsons at the bar by myself. I should have just ta-
1: taken your money then.
2: Yeah, you probably should have a <gasps> couple weeks ago.
1: <laughs> all right. We're at four um, minutes and 55 seconds. All right.
0: One last one here. With both of you on the line, is there a podcast out there that could drink more than the three of us put together?
2: Oh, I don't know. I have a feeling Uncle Tim oh. found back to some cheap <laughs> brew house. <laughs> he sends I, pictures on Twitter all the time of him drinking black ice. I don't know how he does it. You know what? But but
0: that's just one man. I feel like the matchup between you and Uncle Tim would actually cancel it out, which would put it in the hands of me and Trav, and I feel good about that.
2: Well, I haven't stopped drinking since I got back to work, so. <laughs> oh, my God. I haven't taken a night off yet. Well, that's, oh,
0: well, that's, that's, that's spectacular. You know what? I'm going to text you later tonight after you've had more beer and ask for a PlayStation 4. I mean, if you're throwing money around, right? <laughs>
2: okay, we're at like six well, minutes why,
0: why not? Hey, you know what? You know my shipping address. I'll I'll text it to you just to remind you right now. And, um, and Brazilian Ties, <laughs> it is the last episode of our season. Um, and you are buying me a PlayStation 4, apparently. <laughs> um, what, uh, is there anything you want to say to, to
1: our listeners? No. Keep your strips clean and the wax hot.
2: <laughs> no, because if I say that, people make fun of me anyway. That they have been the last—I don't know—two weeks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I got a shout out on a podcast because David Morley didn't do it on Ethno Empire.
0: Oh, you're going to be his favorite part of
1: this podcast. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, that, there's, there's I'm angry
1: elking that guy's name. He's... <laughs> we're, we're going to the news. <laughs> In the huddle with Fraser and Kura on the To It Out podcast.
2: You guys should probably hang up. Yeah, I Are, you know. That's there? A... Are you still yeah, there? Are yeah, you still there? Who said you could still be
1: here? Man. No, I'm angry elking that guy's name. He's a jerk. Uh, he, is kind of a... <laughs> he, he is, but he's kind of hilarious at the same time.
0: <laughs> All, All, right. Right. All right, Ty, I've texted you my shipping address. Talk to you later.
2: All right, talk to you
0: later. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> bye Bye-bye. <laughs>
1: news is for bomb energy drink and actually uh this week was it this time last year we already knew that chris jones would be jetting from edmonton i think it was it was our
0: season closing podcast that we talked about that at length um, yeah. the only re- the only real news coming out this week i mean you had a couple minor player signings um, you have kind of the news that it sounds like it's over for at least Scott Milenovich in Toronto, maybe Jim Barker. But the bomb of the week to me was a tweet that was, uh, was actually quoted by our friend Lee Jones of CTV Regina. And that was James Franklin, the Edmonton quarterback, unsolicited reaching out to Warren Moon over Twitter and saying, Mr. Moon, I'd like to talk to you about some upcoming decisions about my CFL future if you have a moment.
1: Now I saw that and I found it very interesting because he's not a free agent. No, he's not. No. So, I mean, what's he going to do if Her- if Hervey wants to trade him, he'll trade him. <laughs> and so, part of me kind of wondered if it was does he want to try to take a shot at the NFL? I mean, uh, Warren Moon uh, did that and did very right. well in uh, both leagues. Or does he? Did, did the last CBA basically wipe out? option contracts in the CFL well according to everybody he's it didn't
0: wipe them out but they're just not as common it seems like the one-year deal is getting a lot more common here in the CFL now what I wonder is here's a guy that at least two teams want to be their starting quarterback next season we're talking the Riders basically want him bad, and it sounds like Winnipeg wants him in the fold as well. Here's a guy that's under contract for a meager $55,000, you know, meager in CFL terms. You're almost wondering, if you're James Franklin, do you not request a trade, or do you not consider holding out for trade, if you're a member of the Edmonton Eskimos, right? I mean, let's face it; these guys have very limited playing careers, and you know, the second he's traded, he's renegotiating his deal to pay him starting quarterback money or plus incentives, right? So you almost wonder if he's reaching out to somebody like Warren Moon to say, you know, what's what's going to happen, you know, to my reputation, you know, if I do this, you know, would I have success in demanding a trade? You know, I, I just. If I'm in James Franklin's spot, you know you're not starting. I would probably be in the same spot, and I I think he's with well within reason to go to Ed Hervey and say trade me.
1: Well, he's making basically league minimum. And... He,
0: he is, and the thing is, the only way he can make more is by playing. And when Mike Riley's your yeah. starting quarterback, you know you're when healthy, you're not going to play more than Mike Riley. It's just it's it's. He's the best in the league. you're just not going to play more than him. I mean that's just you know the facts of life. Mike Riley's a great quarterback and Mike Riley's a guy that put in his time so and again there's it's not like this is a situation where there's not a market for him. This isn't like Mitchell Gale in Saskatchewan you know maybe thinking about demanding a trade for more playing time you know this is a guy that like I said at least two teams want, and I'm sure many, many teams in the CFL would think about. I mean, outside of BC and Calgary, I think any team in the CFL would think about trading for this kid.
1: Yeah, and, uh, you know, Mike Riley's at that point in his career where if you're a young backup, is it really worth sticking around? If if he was behind, I'm just saying, Burris or Ray or, you know, something yeah, like oh that, it'd yeah, sure. stick around. But m- maybe, like, w- what if Edmonton swapped him to Montreal for, Vernon Adams in another piece because Adams clearly I, no, no, needs... No, no,
0: no, no, no. That will never happen. Only because I think Adams showed that Adams, to me, is almost in the exact same boat that Franklin's in. Oh, I, I
1: think he... Adams needs more time uh, on the sideline, but he's got nobody there for him. But I but I mean, Adams on the
0: sidelines, he, is pr- he proved on those last few starts, Trav, I mean, minus when he was banged up, that to me, he has the potential to be a starting quarterback next year.
1: Well, if your I don't know is if he has the potential to be an elite
0: starting quarterback next year, but at the very at the very least, if I'm Vernon Adams, I'm not going to Edmonton because Edmonton again. If I'm Vernon Adams, I'm either staying in Montreal where you're going to get a chance to start or at least compete with you know veteran X for playing time, or I'm going someplace like. I don't know, like behind a real established backup quarterback. You know, I think he'd be more likely to land in Saskatchewan than than anywhere else. But with Montreal pay what with what Montreal paid to get him a high pick, there's no way there's no way he's leaving Montreal.
1: And I've already said that. I mean, if the Riders are, you know, (laughs) if they're building their team, relying on a trade from Edmonton, that is a piss poor way to build a team. Well,
0: Uh, they put themselves in this situation. They did they absolutely put themselves in this situation. They haven't been developing a quarterback, you know. They've had quarterbacks thrown to the fire. They've misidentified guys, you know. It was interesting reading Rod Peterson's always great column on his website, rodpeterson.com. You know, reading that column, you got to think Jonathan Jennings was in a Riders mini camp. <laughs> oh man. He was there. All they would have had to do was say, "Here you go. Here's a contract." Come yep. to Saskatchewan. Welcome aboard. And instead, they went with the official quarterback of the two announced CFL podcast, Tino Sinceri.
1: <laughs> and we thank them for that. We do because we got, pro- we got to laugh at two and out Tino for two full seasons. Well, who would our official quarterback be? I mean, so I mean that's good, but it's true. <laughs> it gives us an official quarterback. You know,
0: you know. At times, it would be whoever was playing behind Darian Durant. I'm sure we'd find, but you know, <laughs> as, as you said, Saskatchewan's lack of ability to, to find a quarterback, when obviously quarterbacks are out there to find, is is mind boggling. And then the thing that boggles my mind is Darian Durant's not coming back. I hate to break it to you, Saskatchewan. He's not coming back. Things, talks are not going well. Saskatchewan needs a starting quarterback more than anybody in the CFL right now. And they're not stepping up to the table. You know, here's a guy that took a pay cut to stay in Saskatchewan last year and to me at least met expectations with a banged up offensive line. There was nothing that Durant did last season that would say to me, he's done.
1: No, he showed me that he's still Got it.
0: Exactly. He's got a little bit, you know, he's got lots left in the tank to me. I mean, the comparison is heck, I mean, Henry Burris is still playing and winning great cups yeah, at 41 yeah. 42. Can Durant go that long? I don't know. But still, you know, you're in a spot where. <laughs> you're in a spot where Durant looks like he has game left. You don't have a Trevor Harris coming to the free agent market. You don't have a Zach Caleros coming to the free agent market. And you're trying to grind him down to another pay cut to stay in Saskatchewan and open up that new building. Meanwhile, you know, you mentioned Montreal. You know, you and I were talking, you know, via text. I think Toronto's married to Drew Willie now that they traded the first overall draft pick to get him, you know, just... I mean perception more than anything, but you know, maybe yeah. there's another landing spot for Durant. You know, Winnipeg would be a landing spot for Durant if they don't re-sign Matt Nichols. He's not coming back, so you're right. The Riders right now are at the mercy of a trade with somebody, whether that's Ottawa to get Henry Burris to go veteran or Edmonton. And I can only imagine after everything that went down almost a year ago today, you know, what what they'd have to give up to Ed Hervey to even think about making that
1: deal. Well, yeah, well the Riders moved you know Dressler and Chick uh, to free up cap space, but now they bring in Muamba and Fuller. Those guys aren't cheap. Well, they're, they, I mean, Chambers is going to be gone. Yeah, I, I, you got to assume that, but they've brought in some expensive guys that maybe <laughs> they've decided their number on a quarterback, and it looks like they're not going to move on it. And if they have another. Yeah, like we said in text, three-win season, those pitchforks are going to be out in Regina.
0: Well, and at least the thing is with the CFL offseason being so long before free agency, it's not like the NHL. This isn't like Major League Baseball where it's okay the season's over, you got to yeah. make a decision. I mean, the Riders have some time to kick the tires on Franklin, Vernon Adams Jr., these other young quarterbacks, or veteran quarterbacks, and then... You know, double back to Durant and say, okay, we'll pay you, you know, because you can't find anybody else. And again, you know, there seems to be a renewed sense of optimism, you know, again, from Rod Peterson and running into Darian and some conversations people have had with him. But again, Darian isn't Darian Durant is not the kind of guy and I know I've interviewed him a ton. Durant is not the kind of guy that's going to go out there and say, you're right, this is going terrible. You know, I think the closest thing we'll see to it was his end of season where he kind of said, yeah, I'm kind of done talking about this, right?
1: Yeah. Like I said uh, earlier, uh, last year we knew a lot about coaches and GMs moving around and uh, the Alouettes are in the search. We do know that for sure that they're, they're looking for a new GM. Danny machocha has been thrown around, but uh, now rumors of Brock Sunderland, the assistant GM in Ottawa. He wasn't at Ottawa's exit meetings today. Uh, the Owls requested permission to interview him, so maybe he's the guy in Montreal next season.
0: Well, I think if you talk to anybody that had a, any player, and I've talked to a, several anonymously that played for and worked with... Um, Danny Machocha, any player out there will basically flat out tell you, don't hire him. Well, did he learn his lesson? From what the program he runs in Montreal, what he does works with kids. It doesn't work with grown-ass men. Right. And maybe he's learned some lessons, but again, I've spoken to multiple CFL veterans off the record that have all basically said... No, Machocha should not be there. So, and his absence, Sunderland's absence today at Ottawa's exit meetings would lead me to believe that maybe these conversations are a little further along than we thought, right? I mean, why else wouldn't he be there? I mean, I get it. Family emergencies, things like that can happen. But, you know... If he if he was going to stay in Ottawa next year, you'd have to assume he would be there, or the team would announce, "Hey, let's just put some water on this." He had, you know, he was sick. He had the flu. He wasn't around, right? But that doesn't seem to be coming. So I would almost get, and, and you know what? If I'm rebuilding a CFL franchise, I'm going with some of those Ottawa guys. Yeah. They obviously know, they know a thing or two about how to properly do a rebuild.
1: Yeah, they're gonna they're going to get rated. Uh, I think they need to keep Desjardins and uh Campbell together as long as they can, but now they're looking like one of those model franchises in the league.
0: Well, I mean, uh, how many I wonder how many franchises wish they could have hit the reset button 3 years ago and rebuilt to be something. I mean, come on. I mean, Winnipeg?
1: <laughs> they they had like
0: <laughs> It's only been almost 3 decades. Uh. I know. Oh, oh, I know. I know. It's it's unbelievable how long that drought is. Ottawa in the t- Ottawa's had two different teams in the times since Winnipeg's won a Grey Cup. Or is it three? Were the rough Riders still around in nineteen ninety? Yeah,
1: yeah. They they went away in the mid nineties. So so uh. so the uh, Ottawa's had three different
0: franchises in the time it's taken Winnipeg to win a Grey Cup, and oh. one of those has won a Grey Cup.
1: Oh man. So, here's some hope for Tiger, Cat, and Bomber fans. Last seven years, seven Grey Cup champions. So, stats say, the next two years, Hamilton and Winnipeg. It's your years. Uh, Ottawa and Saskatchewan. Oh, Ottawa. The next two years are going to be Ottawa and Saskatchewan? I think so. At the Grey Cup, I called it uh, on Sunday. It's going to be Hamilton-Winnipeg next year. One drought ends.
0: Oh, that would be so nice for one of the very, very angry fan bases around here.
1: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Now, ratings for the Grey Cup came in, and uh, I guess on the surface, it kind of looks doom and gloom kind of thing. Lowest uh, average rating since 2006, but 10 million unique viewers. uh, Peaked at 5.7 million late in the uh, fourth quarter, but streaming, like you said, up 35%.
0: That's huge. Oh, absolutely massive, and you're starting to wonder: Is that cord cutters, or just more people gravitating towards watching on other devices, which seems to be becoming more popular? But here's the thing: and it was Dave Campbell from Ched, a former guest of ours, that that also said it. You know, the narrative all week, like the entire week, was, you know what, Calgary's going to run away with this. Yep. Calgary's going to run away with this. So why even watch? It just seemed like you know everybody was handing Calgary the Grey Cup long before you know they ever. Played the game, and then even early on in the game, if you were just a casual observer, you go, "Well, Ottawa's up twenty. This this game's probably over, right?" I mean, you went from saying there was going to be a route one way to looking like a route the yeah. other way, and then you know, all of a sudden, you have over five million people watching when the game got close, and that doesn't surprise me, right? And and the ten thousand unique on the streams, and I think I think that might be more an indication of where technology is going more than anything. So I don't think it's all doom and gloom. I think you know they. TV numbers dropped slightly and streaming numbers went way up.
1: Well, let's let's expand that because media has been crapping on this Grey Cup since Toronto even got it. So it was going to be a failure in their eyes from the beginning. Yeah, but okay, this Grey Cup was a failure. Okay, now, uh, let's talk about this Grey Cup. I mean, we'll, we'll, we will talk about it. Now, I have reasons. Uh, I'm not giving it an F. I know people give it an F. Uh, but and see, and see, and that's
0: why I wanted to talk to you about it, because last year, a lot of people were high on Winnipeg. But you and Brazilian Thai, who are actually festival goers, echoed a lot of the sentiments of a lot of people at the festival basically saying, this was an F.
1: Well, everybody has a different perspective because they have their own experience at Grey Cup because there's so much you can do. I mean, for me, an empty Ryderville has nothing to do with the Grey Cup Festival. That's to do with them charging 20 bucks and $11 a beer. That is – I'm sorry.
0: But, but but, Trav, it wasn't, it wasn't that much different. When you and I went in 2011
1: – And I never Vancouver. went to – I never went to Ryderville. Yes, we I, did. I went in – I went in. I, I watched Chilliwack for three songs. I got gut rotten left. The, the other the other years I went to Riderville. I went in after twelve thirty when they weren't car, car, charging uh, cover anymore. It be, because the riders got good in twenty ten and two thousand nine. Uh, it was almost a consistent that they would be in the Grey Cup. So they figured oh, yeah, we can charge them uh 20 bucks and $10 a beer. Yeah, no.
0: But but, but but Trav, here's the thing though. I was there in 2007 when it was in Toronto. Okay. Prices weren't that much different. You were paying $10 cover in 2007 and you were probably paying 7 8 bucks a drink. Again, everybody inflation a couple years later, everything the cost of everything goes up. Now, and Ryderville was packed. Absolutely packed in 2007. And they were in it. They were in it. But, okay, in 2012, when you went to Ryderville in Toronto. I didn't go. But it's just, the thing is, the whole festival was empty. And, I mean, you can say it's because of cost. But, I mean, there's been costs attached to the festival pretty well since, since 2000. I mean, as long as it's been around, minus the spirit of Edmonton.
1: Yeah, and I guess things need to change regarding that uh, whole uh, convention center format. I I know it's nice and I, I know it's you know convenient, but I'm about done with it. I I I like that they have their free games and you know the broadcasters and alumni uh, are hanging out there and the the store is there, uh, the free stuff to check out. But for the most but, part, but the problem
0: uh, is Trav is the minute you start going into bars, and I mean that's why the Calgary Stampeders who knew they were going to be in the Grey Cup they decided to go with just, okay, we're just going to hold our party at a bar because they knew that nobody was coming to this Grey Cup. You know, there's a reason that this Grey Cup has been... Criticized. I don't want to say dumped on. It's been criticized because you set your ticket price too high. You alienated all your hardcore fans when you reduced the ticket price. You're giving away tickets five apiece to Bell Media employees. There was a lot of good with this Grey Cup, but, I mean, it opened itself for criticism. And then you see the photos uh, of Ryderville, and you see the photos of all the team parties that were at the convention center. See, I think having all the team parties together so you don't have to cab back and forth across the city is a great idea, right? are they maybe starting to get a little bit too rich but on the same note what were you paying so it was 11 bucks a beer at riderville right
1: yep yep what did you pay at spirit
0: 750 so, so oh i guess a significant difference
1: yeah for, for me when <laughs> when you drink I'm,
0: 10 beers a night <laughs> no that's fair i mean I, yeah you and me are big drinkers and 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 that's exactly it but i i think you know riderville and all the convention centers have always been You know, full. I I mean, even remember when we went in 2011. There was that Molson Canadian House, which even though we had festival passes, you had to pay extra to get in the Molson Canadian House, and people were doing that, right? Because people were there. It's just people are tired of having. And 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 this is no fault of this is no fault of the Grey Cup Festival and the organizers who. Go through a ton of work and and do everything.
1: Well, I do think people were pissed off that it was in Toronto in the first place.
0: Well, it shouldn't Uh. have been, and that's and that's what I was coming around to. You know, Toronto was—you could have three Grey Cups in in a decade in Regina, and people would start getting tired of it.
1: Oh, absolutely. If it's there every second year in Winnipeg or Edmonton, people are like, "What?" you know? <laughs> well,
0: and even the Grey Cup Festival and the Grey Cup itself has been, let's face it, unfortunately on the decline since 2013. 2013 when we were both there, to me was fantastic. I know a lot of people had had a hard time getting hotel rooms. But in terms of actual execution, I thought it was fantastic.
1: Well, yeah, I absolutely agree. It takes time. To put on a great Grey Cup festival. When I went when went to twenty twelve in uh Toronto, the you know uh hundredth Grey Cup, I think people forget that the feds put a lot of money into that in oh, the yeah. budget for the one hundredth. Yeah. And walking around Toronto, yeah, there wasn't many, you know, ads or billboards or anything, but man, what is the price for downtown Toronto to put the the Argo's put a lot of ads out this year and lost a lot of money because the stands weren't full. But that airport is huge. And I I mean, claiming our bags, they had a big 100th Grey Cup four years ago, but the feds helped out with that a lot.
0: Well, and the thing is too, with the Toronto fatigue, you know, you're in, Let let's, people wonder why locals don't go to the games. Let's look at some realities here. A house in Toronto is well above the means of average CFL fans like you and I. Well, walking
1: around downtown Toronto, I could see how they wouldn't care not only about the CFL, but about sports in general, man. Uh, but but, I
0: mean man I mean you got to think though like you've only got so much money to go around if you're living in a seven hundred thousand dollar house or you're commuting in from a bedroom community that's you know I've got friends of mine that live in Mississauga that commute to 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 Toronto all the time there were a
1: ton of people getting on the train to Mississauga after the Grey Cup just just throwing that out there
0: and that and that's it I mean but even in Mississauga housing prices aren't cheap and all of a sudden you've had you've probably gone to at least a few Blue Jays games this year you've probably gone to a couple Maple Leafs games you've probably gone to a couple. Toronto Raptors games, you've, hell, even the Toronto Rock had great, had great attendance this year, despite not having a, a great season, you know, lacrosse-wise, right? Yeah. So it's just that with the fatigue of the Grey Cup being there over and over again, and this is the point I've been trying to make on Twitter. I don't, I'm not trying to crap on the Grey Cup. All I'm trying to say, and you know what, the CFL, and this is one thing I'll give Oridge and the CFL a huge amount of credit for. And this is an underrated fact. The Grey Cup is going is moving from being awarded by the league to a bid process. And you know what that's going to do? That is going to only get cities that want it there there. I'm not and and let's face it. Toronto didn't want it. Toronto as a whole, the fan base didn't want it. MLSE, the new owners of the Argos tried to make some money off of it and it failed. This bid process is going to allow Cities that want it there to to get it there, and even let's let's think about underrated things here. You know, tickets. You could did you buy did you put down a deposit for Grey Cup tickets in Ottawa? I did. Could you do that? Last could you do that? Um, I guess two years ago for the Toronto Grey Cup. No. Exactly. You had some <coughs> phoning you up trying to sell you season tickets, so you'd make sure you had your Grey Cup tickets. Meanwhile, you get a pair of freebies from the league because of of, of your. I'm going to use an old comic book term because of your boner.
1: <laughs> so, uh, I, uh, it, it, it was such an interesting Grey Cup I, I will say uh, nobody came up and asked me why are you here why are you playing or are you playing on Sunday it's- okay and you know what's funny in
0: 2007 me and my buddy Marvo got asked that question we got asked why are you here when we were walking through downtown Toronto with a rider and a bomber jersey on
1: Oh, I got asked that in 2012, and the Argos were in the damn game. Uh. And, and, well, and that's and that's
0: exactly it. I mean, it's just it just seems to be such apathy towards the Argos because there's so much going on in Toronto these days. And I mean, they essentially it, this is what happens when you go into a marketing black hole. That's what they did for two years.
1: Yeah. You can't you can't disappear and expect everybody to come flocking back all of a sudden, right? Apparently when the Argo sold, they had 12 employees in the office. Unreal. Wow. That's 12. Now I am concerned that the Lions sell in January and they're given the 2018 Grey Cup. But they have to bid on it. I'm still concerned concerned that that's going to this is going to be the same situation in Vancouver in 2 years. But I don't think
0: it is. I think this league and I'm starting to have more and more faith in this league. And again, I was very skeptical through most of this year. I'm getting more and more faith in the league the way that they're focusing on on digital, the way that they're moving forward, you know, the way that they're doing a lot of things lately, they've been doing some good. They've had their mistakes. They're starting to kind of bring it together. I think they're smart enough to realize that they need a stretch of three cities that are going to bring this Grey Cup festival back to where it is. They they're going to Ottawa next year. To me, amazing first step. Yeah, I've been I've been told by some really good sources that the Grey Cup is coming to a popular Western Canadian city in 2018.
1: I am concerned that next year in Ottawa, with all of the parties on uh, lands down, that it's going to be you know. Unless they sell the party passes like they did in Regina, I'm more than willing to pay seventy or eighty bucks in the spring that gets me into the parties in the convention center for free in November. Uh, but if yes. I have to pay twenty bucks every time I switch a door, the, ah, I I can't get yeah, behind that, that.
0: That that to me was the most spectacular failure of the festival this year.
1: Well, and it's been. Only Regina's ever done that, and I feel like every other city could do that and should do that uh, and make Uh,
0: No, BC did it in 2011. We had passes in 2011 for BC, didn't we?
1: No, we only had for the Molson House. I had tickets for for that because uh, there were concerts there, and we paid uh, to go into the Bomber one uh 10 bucks or something but
0: yeah it was well it was five for me because i was wearing blue and gold and it was yeah 10 for, it was it was 20 for you because you were a rider fan which was funny but yeah that was held at a bar and that was another one we frequented and and, and no i mean travi i think you're you're really on to something and and i never thought of that that angle before that you know you're you're right you're paying 20 bucks at each door to be i mean for what i mean You know, you look at Spirit of Edmonton has always been no cover and they have live music. They have food. They have reasonably priced alcohol. You know, what more could you want? Why wouldn't you go to Spirit every night?
1: Yeah, because if I want to go to the schooner party and Ryderville, that's forty bucks, man. Exactly.
0: Just to, and and let's let's face it, nobody walks from party to party, and and that was one thing that Regina did right was yep. those party passes, because that's all we did. I remember the whole night. That's all we did. We walked in and we're like, well, let's go check out Ryderville. Wow, Ryderville really full. Let's go to Tiger Town. We had a couple beer Tiger Town. Well, let's go to and that was the that was the only year that Winnipeg had a full time. Party Because normally they just do touchdown Manitoba, uh, you know, for one day Uh, in Vancouver in 2011 at the Elephant and Castle. We got talking to the owner who actually told us that that was just his own initiative that, hey, I'm just going to charge a five dollar cover, play Winnipeg music, bring the cheerleaders by. And it was a great time. But again, I don't have issue paying five, ten bucks at a door. I, I didn't. I think that's reasonable because, again, let's go to the same situation. Let's say you and I want to go to Ryderville in the schooner party one night.
1: Yeah, I, I'd pay 20 bucks a day if there's more than two parties in there. But, I mean, on, on the on the same note, though, see, and, and
0: see, this is what I think with 2011. And, and, again, my memory isn't so good because of the concussions, but, hey, there's no long-term effects between concussions and memory. Um, <laughs> I, I, I vaguely remember in 2011 just paying once at the door. Like, you walked into the convention center and paid once, and I don't think anybody would even be objected to a slightly higher fee there. But, I mean, there's a lot of things that need to be fixed for the Grey Cup Festival. If not, everybody's just going to go to Spirit of Edmonton every single night.
1: Yeah, so uh, apparently in Ottawa, the offers open up to all teams, including the Spirit of Edmonton uh i have a feeling that the spirit of edmonton is going to see the drink prices they want to charge and they're going to say sorry boys we're going to the sheridan or whatever
0: or there or the spirit of edmonton is going to be in a spot where they want them to charge cover and they are going to say because that's spirit of edmonton's thing there will yep. never be
1: covered there, there will never be cover and uh thursday night uh we got to i got to toronto my bag did not get to toronto <laughs> no really which I'm actually fine with, so I I just got on a train to Union Station, and I'm like, sweet, I'll have to I don't have to lug my bag to the hotel. It, it's just going to show up. Yeah, that's that is a plus, and they and they
0: delivered it to your hotel.
1: Absolutely. So uh, we got okay. Off so let's the... let's
0: let's go day by day here. Okay, we've, okay, we've, okay. We've exchanged thoughts on the festival and, and kind of ranted and. But let's go day by day. This is this is where I interview you on the Grey Cup recap. So Thursday, okay. you arrive. Your baggage is lost. You show up. You're there with your brother this year. Yeah, my brother and a friend named Bill. Okay, so you, your brother, and Bill check in, check into your hotel on Thursday.
1: Yes, uh, they checked in before me. So first thing I did is went to the Irish Embassy.
0: Interesting. Is that the first is that the first bar you hit up?
1: Yes, had a bunch it- of Guinness.
0: Hey, that's that's not a bad way to start. You know, you gotta have, you gotta you gotta refuel after being on a long flight because I know you had an early flight, right?
1: Yes, man. My alarm went off at two fifty five Thursday morning. Oh, I don't know why
0: you didn't just drive there the night before.
1: Because well, then you got to get a friend to wake up at that time to drive you there, or you got to pay the parking anyway, or I got to buy a hotel and nah, I'm too cheap for that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But most hotels around the Edmonton airport, if you're staying for more than a day. The hotel rate's the same as the parking, so you get the hotel and the free shuttle. Oh, that's a good point. (laughs) So there's your first traveler's mistake. We're going to go through a few of these. This is this basically by the end of the discussion, it's going to be determined that that I'm an idiot, no, and that we need a sponsor to make sure I'm there with you every single year from the planning stage to make sure you don't do anything stupid. (laughs) So Thursday, you hit up the Irish Embassy. Did you guys do any team parties that night?
1: Uh, We hit up the LCBO. Uh, at that old, uh, I don't even know what it is, the BMO, whatever downtown, and uh, we went to the LCBO, uh, put together a mixed bag of. I just bought some steam whistle, I think, oh, and then steam we wh- went to. Steam,
0: for the record, steam whistle, like right in Toronto, because the brewery is right there downtown. Yeah, is, yeah. you can't
1: beat it. No, I, I love that stuff. You can pound it, and you feel good. So uh, went to uh, the Spirit of Edmonton that night. Had a time. It wasn't that busy. But, you know, it was Thursday, pretty early in the festival, I had a great time.
0: And that was one thing that, that I think I found from all the media feedback was it seems like usually the festival really kicks into gear Thursday, but it almost seemed like it was delayed by a day until Friday. So, Absolutely, yeah. Basically, another another just your typical great night at the Spirit of Edmonton on Thursday night, right? Yes, yes. All right, so your Friday comes along, you know, after a good night with once again, so you, you enjoy Steam Whistle, which again... You can't beat it. Um, bomb energy drink for your energy and and steam whistle for your drinking.
1: Yes. And I wake up early in the morning and I go to uh, the uh, Grey Cup Club breakfast reception. And uh, okay, that sounds
0: way too classy for like something I would be a part of
1: the fan state of the league. Well, the the breakfast reception, like here's what I had for breakfast, Gatorade, croissants and white chocolate macadamia nut cookies. That actually
0: sounds really good,
1: delicious. Because I'm not really into f- fruit skewers, so skewers. No, whatever. no,
0: you are certainly not. So I'm glad to see you found the unhealthiest <laughs> thing there and consumed it. That is that is so typically you. So so Friday is the state of the league and the fan state of the league. As we've alluded to, I thought, and, and I'll talk because I, I watched the stream of the state of the league. Um, it's kind of my job. Um, yeah. I thought the state of the league this year was much better. I thought Orridge was much better prepared. He came with hard numbers. Uh, he touted a lot of the successes. Like I didn't know, you know, when we when we were talking some of the doom and gloom about CFL numbers and TV ratings and stuff like that, I didn't know that their digital footprint was
1: was up so much. Well, and Which I guess is, he he quoted those numbers during the fan one too, and I'm like. Great. what does Instagram likes do to get young people in the stands and make them buy a ticket? That's but, what I thought.
0: But but it, it does because if they see it on Instagram, it, it's cool and I mean, like even the even the viewing audience for millennials during the Grey Cup was up. Right. You know, let, let's face it. They, you got to think these kids and this is one thing I've learned is is these kids don't think like you and I do, right? They need to see it. It needs to be cool. It needs to be on Instagram. And and I think they did a really, really, really good job of doing exactly that. So to me, I thought the City league, minus the fact that I don't think Terry Jones is going to be happy with media access until he can actually knock on somebody's front door while they're having a shower and come in and
1: interview them. (laughs) I actually thought the fan one seemed very controlled. Really? very, Very
0: rehearsed. And see, I, I, see, that's I, interesting because you and I have been to a couple of fan ones, and yeah. we got to ask questions. You know, we we got to enjoy and take part in them, and, and and be a part of them, right? So, what do you mean by controlled and rehearsed?
1: Well, I actually talked to a BC Lions fan, and <laughs> he was with his Ty Cats buddy. Matt Dunnigan was the host of it, and it felt like he was there to defend orange and maybe put some answers into layman's terms a little bit if that makes sense okay yeah it's starting uh, to yep because fans honestly i think they respect mac dunnigan more and i'm i'm not trying to crap on orange but i mean right rightly
0: or rightly or wrongly there was a lot of fans in there i mean there's a lot of fan bases who right now are not fans of jeffrey orange
1: there was a lot of and hamilton tiger cat fans bless them they are one of the most Passionate fan bases in this league are very pissed off about. There's been three apologies to them
0: this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About a, Yeah, in big games about officiating, and they're well overdue for a Grey Cup.
1: So there was a moment where a Ty Cats fan wanted to ask a question, and it was not getting to him. And he's sitting in the front row, very accessible. I tried right. to ask a question. I'm in the middle of the row. I get why they couldn't get to me, but yeah. uh, he ended up yelling that officials aren't accountable and man Dunnigan looked like he was rattled and uh the guy ended up saying he was sorry Dunnigan said it was okay they'll get to his question soon but they never did and <laughs>
2: it really makes,
1: yes it just felt it, it was very awkward it, it felt like the fans in there weren't buying what he was saying and which which is such a change because i remember i think it was the opposite I, I almost, last year
0: I remember being to twenty thirteen and I think we might have gone to twenty eleven and I remember watching it, and everybody just I was the one that walked out of there going, "Oh God, they need to stop eating out of out of Kohan's hand right." I rem- I distinctly remember that, and, and Mark Cohan said a lot of good things. But I distinctly remember going, "Oh man!" And then even last year's, you know, I I and maybe it's because I'm skeptical, but last year I thought the fans were easier
1: on Orridge than you know the the
0: media was.
1: Oh, I, last year I thought it was the opposite. This year it felt like the fans that had. Stuff to say weren't given that opportunity. If I'm being uh, quite honest, maybe. Really? They were... <laughs> so, so you, you
0: did you feel? And let's put on our tinfoil hats a little bit here. Did you feel that everybody that asked it, that asked a question was a plant?
1: Well, or I don't know if it was an or at exact screened Maybe they wanted to know what they were talking about. They never. It looked like not really anybody from the Grey Cup Club got asked a question, uh, which is your diehards. You know, yeah maybe maybe one or two uh people there but this BC Lions fan uh he said you know it, it seemed like they were screening questions and they weren't gonna ask him and you know I had, honestly at that point I had a very glum outlook on the festival and what was happening in Toronto and a big sense of denial of what was going on
0: yeah so 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 you would almost say that that Friday was a bit of a low point once you left the fans say to the league.
1: Yeah, and right after that I went across the street and I had a foot long meatball sub at Subway and I was feeling a lot better. So uh, so so, <laughs> so you've
0: got steam whistle, you've got a foot long meatball sub, any man would feel much happier. Yeah.
1: So after that we strolled over across the street to the uh the festival they had set up and uh the, we we crushed some pancakes uh the Stampeders, uh Grey Cup Committee, yeah. thank you guys. And uh it, what struck me about that there wasn't really All that many people walking around, but there was a lot of quote unquote non football people there. Yep. Taking in the festivities, which I thought was very encouraging. And it's
0: a good, realistically, it's a good thing because where you're, you need to find new fans someplace.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of different ethnicities there. They were wearing, you know, their cardboard uh, Calgary Stampeder cowboy hats and, uh, (laughs) you know, taking in all the fun. And I was very encouraged by that. So, I mean, So, so you go from the low
0: of what you felt was a was a poor fan state of the league where the real questions weren't answered to all of a sudden seeing some new fans enjoying the Grey Cup Festival.
1: Yeah, and so we did a bit of the stuff, throwing the ball through the hole. They didn't have field goal kicking, so I was kind of disappointed in that. Uh, but, <laughs> but did they but have that, the
0: armchair quarterback challenge, which you so soundly I dominated did, me at?
1: I did that on uh, Saturday and beat Patrick and Bill. So <laughs> they You they are the ultimate th-
0: armchair quarterback.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm undefeated. And sitting in a Lazy Boy and throwing footballs somehow. But uh, after that, we went to a tour of the Steam Whistle Brewery. Oh my which was-
0: goodness, how good is that tour?
1: Man, it is awesome.
0: It is. It is. You pay for the tour, you get a whole bunch of beer, and you get to see how Steam Whistle is made. I, I Man, I love Steam Whistle.
1: Yeah, it's a good beer. There's only four ingredients, so it's easy for you to digest. Look at look at me. Now I'm a salesman for uh, Steam Whistle, man. Uh, so we went on the tour, and we had tickets uh, for the Greg Zahn Greg Cup Party at uh, Steam Whistle Roundhouse later that night. So, oh, very cool. Yeah, so we took it easy after that, went to the hotel, had a few drinks, and we went back for that party. Now... I don't know if I should say this. We got in for free because of some hookups with the radio station. Oh, you know what? And that's
0: and that's okay because and, you one of you okay, let's let's full disclosure here, you know, you didn't big wheel you didn't show up and big wheel your way in. you, no, actually, so what inter- happened? you actually interviewed or pardon me, one of your sister stations interviewed yeah. the star of the of the Greg's on party.
1: Yes, Aaron Pritchett was uh, the headliner uh, that night. I think he lives in Vancouver. He was there in 2014 at the Greg's on party as well. Uh, so they asked if there was anybody at the station that wants to uh, that's going to the Greg Cup and wants to get in. I said, Yeah, sure. You know, I'll go. And uh, <laughs> they got us in for free. It's funny because we're walking in, and it's got a lot different atmosphere than the Roxy in Vancouver. Uh, which was just a dive bar on. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think it's on yeah. ground Granville, and uh, <laughs> they we we get to the front and my friend Bill just basically says, I I, I don't know you know uh, what kind of party this is and the lady that was letting us in eyes we're all wearing Rough Rider gear she's like clearly and we're like <laughs> oh man <laughs> this is way too classy for us we walk in no football fans were there yet. Uh, all wearing suits and ties and we're rocking in rider jerseys. Oh wow. So, <laughs> we were uh, so nervous uh about that but football fans started showing up. It became a great time. It was 5 bucks a drink. It's a, it's a fundraiser there. Uh met some great fans. There was a there's a rider fan there. He he's on the rider fans message board. You might know him. His name's Big Mac. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> He's probably four foot nine, <laughs> and, uh, so about the approximate blast- height of a good Big Mac. <laughs> we had a blast uh, with this guy. We hit up the BPs on Front Street after the Greg on party, and my my uh, my uh, Gray Cup experience was now it took a turn. I was like, yes, right, this is awesome. So uh, we we were done at BPs at about three. So. Uh, wow we, well we packed, done we packed her in that night and uh we had an absolute uh blast no fights that night uh thursday we did almost get in a fight though
0: okay 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 so you have to <laughs> yes let's backtrack to thursday before we get into saturday you almost got in a fight <laughs> okay well
1: what the so, hell happened so i'm sitting there hanging out with uh ryan of the uh, cfl horseman
0: yeah, also a fellow NLL commentator who's uh, been on this podcast
1: uh, yes, seemingly uh, quite often in my absence. Just last week, sorry about the loss, Ryan. And uh <laughs> we're talking about Nick Lewis and you know, he always gets teased about his size a little bit and the the leader of Nick Lewis Nation, uh that little fan booster club. Is that a bad term? I don't know. In, no, uh, no,
0: I think I think I think booster club is
1: better than rabid groupies. Okay, so in Calgary, uh, he's at the bar, and he comes over to the table, and my brother says something, and this guy, he basically says, uh, yeah, you watch out, Ryder fans. Nick Lewis will be on your team next year. And my brother says something like, yeah, we, we need a new right tackle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and, okay, full disclosure, is your brother still blocked by Nick Lewis? No, he unblocked both of us earlier this year. Wow, it's almost like our plea works. So, so yeah. you're, so, so again, full disclosure. The, if Nick Lewis, you happen to be listening, or happen to hear this, it is Patrick being an. <laughs> a dress. But
1: I did laugh, so I don't know if I'm guilty by
0: association. Okay, a little uh, bit, but I, you know what? I'm a I'm a big fan of Nick Lewis, and I've never ripped on him for his I, size because I, lo- he, I like him too. Because all he does is catch the football and produce. So, but yeah. that's a pretty funny line, and I think I think anybody can kind of have a laugh at that one, right? So this guy instantly wants to throw down
1: because because
0: of the right because of the left tackle joke.
1: Yes, he's a good friend, I guess, with Lewis, and he wanted to fight, wanted to defend his honor. And I'm like, dude, there's three of us. <laughs> we're at a we're makeup not, party. You're a Nick Lewis not, fan. It's gonna happen. We're not small men. Like if uh, you're if you're
0: that much of a fan of anything, you're willing to throw down over a joke. You kind of do need to reevaluate your own life. And now he's probably gonna fight me for saying he needs to reevaluate his own life. <laughs>
1: So Ryan ended up calming the situation down and there was an awkward, you know, silence as this guy goes back to the bar, but there was a brawl at Gray Cup uh, that I'll have to talk about when we get to Sunday, but I guess we have to move on to Saturday, the Let, day <laughs> Yes, yeah, so the day. Okay, so Saturday,
0: you know, give me give me about six words or less on your drinking what you guys did that day. Keep it keep it tight because we need to talk about the big story from Saturday.
1: Okay, well, Saturday, uh, it ended up being okay. I went to the Grey Cup Tweet Up uh, that afternoon. Yeah, uh, you
0: got to meet a lot of people that have interacted with us, which is really cool.
1: Yeah, you know what? And so many people come up to you and they say, hey, love the podcast. And it, it's honestly overwhelming. You're thinking, man, I'm at the Grey Cup halfway across the country, or yes. all the way across the country, and people listen to this podcast you do, and it makes you feel... Really damn good. And so, I mean, thank you to the people that came up to me and uh, talked to me about that. Brody Lawson of the CFL. I, I told her the whole story of a uh, Brazilian tie getting the Brazilian in Winnipeg uh, yep. last year. She absolutely uh, loved that. and uh, But for most of the tweet up, I was freaking out. Uh, <laughs> and why was this? <laughs> because I realized that I had been duped on tickets. Uh, oh, okay, so so for a guy. moment though, just
0: just back to the tweet up for a moment. Did anybody ask where I was, or did anybody care?
1: Well, uh, somebody said uh, Fraser's a <laughs> and he cuts you off on the podcast all the time.
0: <laughs> that's fair. That's that's I I, I do do that.
1: <laughs> that <feels laughs> and I feel so and good I, and I, and that. Am...
0: <laughs> that's so. Right. So I bet you, I bet you, whoever that was, probably enjoyed the hell out of it that I really wasn't around this year.
1: <laughs> no there there are people that ask, hey where where's that uh, crazy angry p-? but uh, <laughs> I mean uh, I find it crazy that uh, honestly, that people listen to this thing in the first place, and then and
0: and, and no, and and from everything we can tell, we've had thousands upon thou- tens of thousands of people listen to this thing. So again, thank you.
1: Or thirty ev- people listen thirty thousand times, or something. You know, that probably 3, something
0: like that. But but, but regardless, <laughs> yes, thank you everybody for for listening. And for the record, I'm not actually that big of a, <laughs> and I don't actually hate Travis. I just when I get fired up, when I get fired up, I tend to cut people off.
1: Well, and usually uh, you go to a Grey Cup, and I've learned this, I guess, the past few years. Don't make plans because you're going to fail them. You're you're not going to be able to come through. And, you know, I feel bad. And You know, there was a lot of people I met. There were more than I wanted uh, to meet. But there's so much going on that... You just can't come through, and uh,
0: no, and th- and that's and that is one lesson I learned, and will stick with. You're right. Don't try to make plans.
1: Yeah, I know. Dusty Foot Dre uh, Andrea. She ended up coming up to me and saying uh, that I make her laugh, or we make her laugh. I, I was going to take all the credit there, uh, <laughs> while while she's walking her dogs in Ottawa. So to hear stuff like that, I, I think is a uh, really really cool. I thought she was saying that we make her dogs laugh. Oh but no. <laughs>
0: And because, you know, you have such a great grasp on the abilities of a dog to laugh. <laughs> so Whatever. She 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 follows you and not me. So clearly we know who her favorite
1: is. Hey, look at that. <laughs> so I, I met a lot of those Red Blacks fans and a lot of uh, Argo fans. You know, everyone that was so, so cool at the Grey Cup. But I'm sure most people thought I was insane at the tweet up because... People are like, you got screwed out of tickets, and I'm just swearing. And I am I basically want to throw my phone across the room, and I'm not tweeting anything. And, you know, I'm being an app. I'm being kind of a jerk. So so <laughs> people probably thought you were me. Yeah. <laughs> I should have put uh, Fraser Play by Play on my uh, old name tag. Pro- it pro- probably
0: would have made a lot more sense. Okay, so explain <laughs> the that, that you listen to. And thought would be a good idea to follow through uh, with on this ticket. And, and okay, again, before everybody gives me crap for being mean to Travis on this one, we've talked at length about the situation on and off air, and I have—I fr- I, he told me to tee off
1: because people. It was funny because people would ask me what happened, and I would just get mad. You know, and right? I, yeah, I, I feel I—I I, I just got. You know, I just got. That's all you need to know. You know, because I yeah, was so yeah, yeah, mad.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's even like when I found out about it, I texted you. But I, I mean, in, in in fairness, I was texting you not to not to rub it in. I was trying to say to you, like, hey, man, like I have friends that have connections. You know, maybe you can yeah. meet up. What can happen here? Okay, so so I, so first, tell us the story of the scamming.
1: So f- I put the ad on Kijiji Friday. Uh, I need uh, tickets. Three tickets for the Grey Cup, looking to pay about 150 bucks. Yep, and we get this message from this person that apparently works at uh, TD Bank, and uh, they've struck a deal. I feel like an absolute idiot now. Uh,
0: they, it's but just tell the story, all right? Tell tell so the, the story.
1: So they've struck a deal with uh, the CFL, and uh, basically the payroll department has control of these tickets. People are going to look down on me after this. Uh, They have control of these tickets. Now, I have to go to the bank and put money into this account so I get tickets onto my Ticketmaster account. So she has my name. She has my uh, email. So that's all you need for Ticketmaster transfers, right? Right. Uh, And, you know, the way that this person was talking to me, I've dealt with scammers on Kijiji before. Yes. And... Usually after four or five questions, they're like, I'm moving on. Yeah, yeah. They give up pretty quickly. I talked to this person in text all Friday night, all Saturday morning. So
0: they were a dedicated scammer.
1: Oh, yes. Every question that I asked, they had an answer for. And I'm thinking, man. And and then Saturday, they text me the bank numbers. And I'm thinking, who would text me their bank numbers?
0: A scammer that wants you to put money in their account.
1: Yeah, at the end of the day. So, <laughs> long so, story short, I think that's about all you need to know. I put money into this bank account, and I don't get tickets. <laughs>
0: so yeah, because obviously when you put the money in, they just ghosted you.
1: Yeah, it's probably a Nigerian prince or something like that. Well,
0: but- probably, but I mean, in, in all <laughs> fairness, in all fairness, this story smells super fishy, and I and I never would have let you do it if I was there. I would have slapped you. With- <laughs>
1: I I get it, and I I
0: get it it now. But but you know what? It does sound legitimate.
1: Well, and here's the thing. These scammers, they find something that tugs at your heartstrings, something that you're passionate about, and obviously the Grey Cup is one of those things for me. So uh, I was like, oh, all right. It was the ultimate big city thing happening to a small city. Ah! You know? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Welcome hey. to the bigs, kid. Yeah, here uh, you
0: go. Here's a real scam to really get you.
1: Yeah. So I, I've since talked to the bank. I've since talked to the Toronto police. And uh, they were very, you know, cool. Understanding It's probably their job, especially if you work for the police department, not to make... <laughs> well, and the,
0: and the thing is, it can happen to anybody. And like you said, yeah. these, sca- these scammers did their homework. Because you're right, I've purchased tickets in, off of Kijiji before. I, I mean, especially, you know, I'm going to say, like, Winnipeg Jets games. I've been to a Jets game, and, and that was Scammer City. I've sold cars at Scammer City. You know, I'm, I'm sure they realize that this can happen to people, especially you get excited about the potential of going to the Grey Cup game for pre- price that you want for a good price and yeah. and on top of that like you said you weren't exactly in the right mind you'd been boozing all weekend so you know what i think it's i think it's sympathetic it's just you know they well they're... and i've
1: sold tickets where no when, when somebody doesn't trust you and that's not a good feeling when you, when you just want to get rid of tickets
0: yeah yeah and, and somebody you're right because i've been in the same i've been in that same spot
1: like i'm legit here you yeah know? exactly
0: so, but, but so, I mean and that's why the trust isn't there for people right
1: yeah and I totally get it and at the end of the day I was out 180 bucks uh yep. because we split the money and at the end of the day it, it did end up working out so I, I now, talked now, to
0: you now let's now I want to know how it worked out and what was the process of it working out because to me that's that's the silver lining of all of this
1: okay so Saturday night I'm walking back to the hotel from uh, the tweet up and I am just absolutely terrified uh, to go face to face with my brother and uh, Bill because yep. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I, I just
0: I, I sorry, guys, I just gave away one hundred and eighty dollars of each of yours.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I felt like an absolute tool. Yeah. And I remember I, I called my wife and I got into an argument with her and I'm like, oh, God. Like, can this great cup get any worse? It's
0: it's uh, it's true. I mean, so basically, she called you out for being a dumbass.
1: Yes. <laughs> Just, thanks. Thank you. You know.
0: I, right. I see. I would have been sympathetic. Brazilian Thai was sympathetic. Yeah, he absolutely. But he was also, you know, loaded as well. So. And and has way too much money for his own damn good.
1: Yeah. So I, I should have taken money and fake being scammed. And, uh, <laughs> but anyway, so. There's a there's a guy on Twitter his handle is Spitzka and he I think he runs the CFL history account. He gave me a button that I've been wearing all weekend. And uh I talked to him and he basically said, "Hey, send out a tweet. See what happens." Yeah, it's true. And I uh, and I'm thinking, "I don't want to get the sympathy vote." Yeah. You know, and <laughs> I, so I didn't want to look like a, d- a whiner uh, to everybody out there, even though I was throwing a hissy fit at the tweet up. You know? Which makes
0: you look more like a, d- or a whiner. But again, <laughs> I I, I'm with you. That could that could <laughs> rattle a guy's cage and throw off a day. I get it.
1: So I was rattled. And, you know, m- m- Taylor, even though after the argument she said, you know what, don't just sit in the hotel and sulk. Yeah. You know she's giving me a pep talk. Get out there and have some fun, you whiner. Yeah. So, I hit up the LCBO and buy some uh, twelve steamers and have a blasted spirit of Edmonton that night. But anyway, the next day, put another ad on Kijiji, uh, and another guy tries to scab me. That's hilarious. <laughs> but I'm, I'm veteran by now, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You know, you know what they're going to try to get you on, right?
1: <laughs> so anyway, I see. That there is a UFC fighter uh, that lives in Toronto sent out a tweet saying, hey, Grey Cup Festival, what do I do uh, to get into the Grey Cup today? And I'm thinking, hey, I'm not famous, but I just got screwed. Yep. So uh, I wonder what uh, the Grey Cup Festival can do for me. Yep. So I end up sending them a message, and I just said, Hey, you got three Grey Cup tickets hanging around. Me and two friends got scammed yesterday. Tough to be out that money. Doubtful, but I figured I'd ask anyway. Yeah. So they asked me to email them the full story. Uh, They will see what they can do. And they said, ah, there's not much we can do on our side. But then things changed. And because really? uh, because then I said, "Hey, so thank you for not laughing me out of the building."
0: You know? <laughs> yeah, basically, you said, "Hey, you know, no big deal. You know, thanks a lot, kind of thing."
1: Yeah, so maybe they found two tickets. They said, "Hey, we got two passes. Uh, does that help you out with your situation?" And I, because my brother at this point he was pissed. Yeah, he's like, I- "I'm not going to the game. You know, I'm just going to watch it here." Uh, and I, and I, I felt absolutely terrible about that. Like, I, I, I offered to pay these guys back because yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I felt like a tool. But anyway, they they said, hey, uh, give me your email. I will send you uh, two tickets to the game. And I'm thinking, unreal. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Unreal.
0: So, what a move by the Grey Cup Festival.
1: Absolutely. So at the end of the day, uh, we ended up buying another cheap one off of StubHub, splitting it three ways. So we were each out about two hundred bucks. Yep, and that's less than face value. So it wow. ended up working out at the end of the day. Wow! And looking at it now, it's like, hey, <laughs> I gave money to some <laughs> that's desperate enough to screw me out of money. You know, uh, so I ended up getting tickets. I guess technically for cheaper than face value, uh, for helping out. In- <laughs> In Toronto, so, so
0: either way, it all worked out. You got to watch the game, which you know what I I I think everything that's been said has been need to be said on that podcast, on the podcast. Especially, we're going very long now, so I mean, we'll keep. Yeah, this there was to- a
1: lot of people that said, you know, hey, start up a uh <laughs> GoFundMe, you know, I'll donate to that, or you know, stuff like that. So that night at Spirit of Edmonton. Uh, I, I let loose a little bit. I got kicked off the stage. Uh. Yeah, and I
0: think I think that's the last story you need to tell. What's this, so you got pulled up on stage to sing with Spoiled Rotten, the legendary cover band, well, The Spirit so of Edmonton. Well, so they gave me
1: the mic to sing uh, you, you Really Got Me by The Kinks. Yeah. And uh, so I sang that, and then uh, somebody pulled me up on stage to sing Sweet Caroline at the end of the night. Nice. And I'm thinking, oh, this is great. I'm on stage at The Spirit of Edmonton. I'm not going to the Grey Cup tomorrow. But, let's, let's have a blast. <laughs> but hey, it's great. Security grabs me, throws me off the stage. And you're a I'm big thinking, guy to
0: throw around. That's impressive.
1: I I'm was thinking, what's going on? So I uh, end up going to the Grey Cup. We sat in the accessible seating. Uh, I think there was family in there, the family of the Stampeders, so I don't think they liked us uh, cheering for Ottawa at the
0: game. But. Yikes, but e- either way. So, I mean, the game, obviously, it's a classic. Everybody knows about it. We all know that Jerome Messam should have got the ball. Overall, Trav, what would you give the Grey Cup Festival? Because I know others have given it quite low marks. I've said my piece on it. You've said your piece on it. And to bring today's program to an end, what's your mark?
1: I'm not going to give it a F, you know. I'll I'll give it something like a C minus, and you what know? and and but let's
0: let's give the festival organizers and the league an A plus for bailing you out of your scam.
1: Absolutely, I mean the volunteers were incredible. Uh, the atmosphere around BMO was incredible. I, I mean, I, I had an absolute blast at the game itself, and I will say this: there were a lot of non-football people at the Grey Cup possibly their first ever game. I've talked to some that it was their first ever game and say what you will, that free tickets were given out. But I I think the game showcased BMO field, the CFL to people that aren't normally a fan. And I, I can see them being back next year and in the future, because there couldn't have been a better game to bring those people back to that stadium, which is a simple stadium. It's very accessible and I know this has been said about so many stadiums. It, it's kind of cliche, but there's actually not a bad seat in that damn place. It, it It's small, it's intimate, it's perfect for the CFL. And after that Grey Cup there and the atmosphere there, and I've talked to Argos fans, they're like, man, I'm not used to this place being full. This is awesome. And it, it, it was absolutely incredible. And I have faith that the Argos will be able to bring in a young fan base like uh, Ottawa, like Hamilton. There was a lot of young people around that game, around the festival. So that's where I, the positives that I got out of this Grey Cup Festival, and I hope a lot of other people did too.
0: Boom. I think that's it. That's the perfect way to go out for season two of the 2 and Out CFL podcast.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think so too. When are we going to talk to everybody again? When coaches start getting fired?
0: Uh, Yeah, let's do that. We'll make up a time in December.
1: <laughs> oh, December? Really? It, I was thinking January. <laughs> oh,
0: oh, oh, well, well then. Well, maybe in December if stuff happens.
1: Okay, buddy. Uh, I, uh, man, it's weird to not know I'm not doing this next week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like on Facebook. Follow on Twitter at 2NLCFL. Sorry we went uh, extremely long and didn't really talk all that much about the game but you know what the red blacks won 39 33 in overtime and you all Watched know you replace. all know
0: what happened and we talked we touched on it with brazilian tie
1: absolutely so john uh, thanks for joining me this season when you could
0: and no, no problem and thanks for putting up with my constantly moving schedule trap <laughs>
1: yeah. i like you i don't love you yet but i do like you
0: and well that's uh, better because we used to hate each other so you know we're improving
1: <laughs> all right buddy i'll talk to you soon uh and we will talk to you I don't know when but we will talk to you. Enjoy
2: the off season and I can't wait for June to be back.